Hello, hello. Welcome everyone to our live special today here on Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. We have some amazing guests in the green room um, just waiting for us to get on here and talk about media, strategies, branding, all that good stuff that kind of takes us into another place and we kind of get lost, but we need answers. So I just want to introduce... um, that we are doing a special today with Julie Andra. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. We connected um, off of a, a off of a post that I put about nonprofits, and she's absolutely amazing. Um, and then we have some panelists, so we're going to talk about all these things that we have been kind of struggling with with our branding, getting our logos, getting our names out there, and telling what the differences are. So let me get her on here. I'm super excited. And before I get her on here, let's just send a shout out to our sponsors because without them, Building a Leadership Mindset would not be able to bring some amazing people and some amazing topics that we are going to do moving forward live. And that is Jose Escobar with the Connected Leaders Academy. We have Patrick Rude with the Dirty Little Secret Society. Um, also with Rude, um, Rude Financial Services, and we have uh, Julie and Noah with Capital um, Breathe Capital Planning. If you want to hear about our sponsors or check out any of our podcast episodes and everything we have going on in Bomb Global, definitely connect with us at www.buildingaleadershipmindset.com. So without further ado, let's bring up Julie Andre for you. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Thanks for bringing me on. This is super exciting. Yes. Thank you for, let's, let's kind of rewind that a little bit. Thank you for bringing up this idea, this opportunity so that we can shed some light um, on small business owners or inspiring business owners Mm -hmm. that just don't know what direction to go and kind of get their questions answered here. So I'm going to give you a few moments uh, to introduce yourself. What do you do, where you're from and why is this important for you? Absolutely. Well, thanks again. And um, I love being connected to you and your group, Nikki. So this is fun to um, just have this time to chat with you. And um, one of my um, good friends that I've known for a long time that I started doing business with, Abby, she's going to be coming on in a moment. And then, of course, um, Ivy, who's uh, in your group, and to just have this Q&A collaborative, because what I um, envision is just being able to ask questions, get some insights, and a really low-key roundtable discussion. And that's really what tonight is about, is having a roundtable around media but um, and branding and um, just get get those burning questions answered, but in a very um, cute collaborative setting. And um, as far as what I do specifically, Color Thought Creatives, it is a um, media and brand agency, and it's very boutique style. So I like to work with people where they're at. I work with small businesses. Um, with 10 people or less. So I work with really um, small companies that are 
in the startup phase or just beyond the startup phase and really want to dial in their branding and what does that even mean? What does that look like? How can they have an, a competitive edge compared to other people that might be doing similar things? And um, maybe we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but I always, uh, when I start my conversations with people, I always compare coffee shops. And um, when it comes to branding, we think about um, it's a big one out there, Starbucks, but then you have your little mom and pop coffee shops that people love in cities that are more um, hidden gems. And what makes them both work is their brand. They sell the same things, coffee, but people love the hidden gems and they love Starbucks. And there's a reason why both are su successful. And it's just about how their brand gets portrayed and, and who it attracts, their audience, their messaging. There's all kinds of things that go into that. So um, that's kind of where I'm coming from and super excited. So I'll toss it back to you, Nikki. Hello. Yes, I am here. Thank you so much for that. And it's been just, again, um, phenomenal to know that it's really specific on how do you build your brand? It's not just slapping some colors together, some fonts together, a logo. It's really how you want to get your messaging in. So we are going to bring our other expert and our guest on and we're going to get it started. So we have the birthday girl and that is Ivy Perez. She's part of our Ladies of Leadership community and she is also the Make It Count recipient. And introduce who you are, what you do, and uh, what are your, your expectations for this evening? Awesome. Nikki, thank you. So nice to meet you, Juliandra. Um, I'm Ivy Perez. So I live in New Jersey. Uh, for the last, I would say, five years or so, I've been working on me in this space. And uh, what I've come to realize is that what I'm really about is health and wellness. And what I'm excited about for tonight is even though um, I've been doing this for a little while, I'm still not very clear on the branding aspect of me, like my unique value proposition kind of thing. So um, I hear what people tell me and you know about the motivation about the encouragement and i'm all about that as it relates to health and wellness um i've done marathons i've done triathlons but that's not exactly what i want to do or teach so i'm kind of like teetering on where what is my unique value proposition when it comes to um branding so i'm, I'm super excited to be here and uh, learn from you guys and and also ask questions when the time comes up Awesome. Thank you so much, love. We are going to have a blast here because we just want to know like what our vision looks like and put it together so that we can make sure that we have a powerful message with our, um, with what we're putting out there, right? With our branding from top to bottom, inside and out. They know who Ivy Perez is, who Nikki Quest is, who Juliandra is, and now who Abigail is. We're going to bring Abigail on. She's an expert as well here tonight. Super excited to have you here. Um, tell us who you are, what you do. All right. Well, um, first of all, thanks so much for having me. 
Um, apologies in advance because you're about to experience me as a public speaker and um, that's going to be a bit rough for everyone. <laughs> um, but no, I'm so, so excited to be here. Um, I've known Julie Andra for some years. We studied together, we've worked together, and now she's watching me do this. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it's very, very exciting. And um, I just think I am excited to offer my perspective on this because I am a commercial photographer based outside of D.C., um, and from all the branding experts out here, I actually come in sort of at the end of the branding process with visual identity branding. Um, so I'm excited to sort of hear, like talk to the experts who, you know, come in right at the beginning, helping brands find their voice, find their personality, their mission, vision, values. Um, and I love to get to talk to those people because I then get to take their amazing work and then help translate that into a visual brand. Um, so a lot of what I do is like corporate events, headshots, but also personal branding photography for our lovely small business owners who are really looking to create their own brand and brand themselves as part of their business um, and also lots of product photography. Um, so, yeah, this is very exciting. Awesome. Awesome. So I do want to give some shout outs. We do have 17 eyeballs on or seven eyeballs on us. Actually, it's 14 because you times it by two, right? Um, so we have uh, seven people watching and I am on YouTube. I can't see what uh, Facebook has, but I just want to send a shout out to Anthony Cutno, TJ, hello. Um, Marilyn Morales is on, Jeanette Paxia. Thank you guys so much for joining in. And if you have any questions, please drop it in uh, the YouTube chat, which is probably the best way because I can't see Facebook and I can't open up my messages. So <laughs> um, I'm actually on my phone. So please drop in your questions as you can, and we will get them answered throughout this segment. And we are going to jump right into it. So Juliandra has some questions for us, and we're going to just go with the flow. Yeah, sure. So this is really exciting. Um, so I really have one main question and Ivy, I'm just going to toss this at you. But what does branding mean to you when you hear that word? What what comes up? And when you think of the the best health and wellness coach or or brand, like what what do you picture? What do you envision? What comes up for you? Uh, an image of sorts. Um, I don't have anyone in particular off the top of my head, but with regard to branding, it's an image that across the board, wherever you are, um, you see it, you automatically know what it is, what they're about kind of thing. That's really good. Um, is there anything that comes up as far as feelings, like anything that you might feel or sense or think about? Lobbing the hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, what I'm picturing right now is Starbucks for whatever reason, maybe because I didn't maybe have Maybe because coffee. I brought that up too yeah, soon yeah. in the conversation. <laughs> and I didn't have coffee today. I missed my coffee. Um, so I think, you know, I know for certain that color is important mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Like I know with a feeling color, just whether like red, it's strong greens or blues and yellows are softer or yellows are more inviting kind of thing. 
Um, I know it's important, but I, it's hard to answer the question. Well, I mean, like, I feel like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people have trouble answering that question. And I think at least from like my clients, um, the idea of what a brand is, people are like, okay, well, it's logo fonts, colors, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is the issue a lot of small business owners face is because, I mean, most everyone thinks that's what it is. That just, from my perspective, is what comes at, like, once you have your brand, it's the visual part of the brand. It's the expression of everything that you've built before that. Um, so, sorry, um, rant. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I, the problem I've also had, even myself as someone who studied marketing, is like you always have to step back and be like, okay, don't jump to the fun stuff first, which is logo. Mm -hmm. Yes. I completely agree. And I'm glad Abby brought that up because what I was going to toss out next, and um, I know Rachel is going to be on. Rachel couldn't make it on today, but um, I worked with Rachel for a long time. And one of the things that um, we talk a lot about is the that the who, you know, that your brand is its own person, your brand thinks, it feels, and it has a style, of course. So what, what does it dress like? What does it look like? What is the face of the brand, which could be your logo? Um, could be you, you know, you could be the face of your own brand. But but there's something, it's not you. You're not your brand. You're, you're your own person. Your brand is a person. So when you think of your brand holistically, what does it think like? What does it feel like? What do people feel when they come across your brand? You know, do they feel calm and at, at ease? Do they feel energized and excited? Do they feel um, um, encouraged? Do they, you know, uh, want to take on the world. There's, there's different things that when you pull together a brand based off of your audience, your messaging, your own self, your own gifts, your own talents, your own abilities, who you want to reach, how you want to reach them, what it is you're offering. So all of these pieces come together and holistically kind of make up your brand. So, uh, Abby, what do you think about that? Am I... My oh, yeah. No, like fully, hair. fully agree. Um, like, as I mentioned earlier, like me as a brand photographer, I tend to come in at the end. It's most ideal when mm -hmm. I come in at the end of the process, when someone has given that thought to their brand um, as to like, what is it actually like ignoring font, logos, color, mm -hmm. like even photography. I hate to say it. I come last. Um, I am not the... Um, most important bit here. Um, it's your mission, your vision, your values. It is the brand's personality. Um, so it always works best when people have thought that through before they go and get brand photography, because otherwise you're going to end up with a photo of yourself smiling at a laptop like an idiot. Um, and it's not going to do anything for you. I have those photos too. Like you can use them, but have you really moved your brand forward? Have you developed a strong visual identity that will separate you from like stock photos um, because, you know, you're investing in a custom shoot. Um, but if it looks like stock photography and it doesn't really resonate with who you are and who your brand is, it doesn't do anything for you. So there's definitely a lot of work that you have to do at that front end, um, which is so hard and easy to skip through because it's, it's not, it's not the boring stuff. Okay. Um, but there's the reason I'm the photographer and not the um, brand expert. Well, not like the brander. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Brand strategist. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's where that's where I that's more my forte is the brand strategist. Mm -hmm. And then after we've come up with that pathway, all of those things, then um, and Abby actually got to come up to Pennsylvania from DC and we did a whole brand uh, brand photo shoot with Rachel, um, who was supposed to be on, but um, and it it works well when it works well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as someone who's currently undergoing my own rebrand, um, because I did exactly what I've been cautioning against, which is immediately when I decided I wanted to start my photography business and go all in, found someone on Fiverr, um, was like, I need a logo, I need colors, and she, I'm a photographer, but I want to do businesses. And she's like, okay, great. And like, give me wedding photographer colors, um, mm -hmm. wedding photographer logo. And I was like, yep, this is it. And I've had that for three years. Uh, <laughs> and I, I finally have been able to take that step and change. Um, but also, I think just being in the business for like three years is when you finally know yourself well enough mm -hmm. um, to do a rebrand because like you can prepare all you want and like it's good to do so. And a lot like it can work out. Um, but I think as you're in business, you do learn more and more about yourself and what do you want to focus on? Um, and then you can make those more concise and informed decisions. Um, you can, and you can also have more money, um, important to start investing in like the rebrand and a new website and a quality website that you didn't just throw up on Squarespace. I've done that too. Um, <laughs> I'm just here to talk about the stupid things I've done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so fully agree. I don't know where I started on this one, but I'm going to end now. Well, <laughs> good stuff. I actually um, just posted something this week from, um, so my thing is just get started, right? It doesn't matter. Um, branding is good. We need it. We absolutely need it. But how do we know what our brand is if we don't get started and kind of mm -hmm. test the waters? Maybe we go and put a logo together, which I did. And literally it was just bomb building a leadership mindset, give yourself permission to succeed and just a stock photo of a brain, right? Mm -hmm. To represent mindset. And then I kind of rebranded to do Bomb Global, kind of shorten down the name and do global because now my mission is to build leaders globally. So I put like, went on Canva, kind of got um, this globe. It was like three dimension. It was really cool. It was black and gray. And then someone asked me like, well, what are your brand colors? Um, because I was preparing for my event and they were like, I'm like, what do you mean? What are my brand colors? They're, they're black and gray, but do you want people to notice you as black and gray? Like, mm -hmm. is that really you? Like some people have blue and um, green. Some people have black and gold, which is really used a lot. So it got me to thinking like, okay, now I need to let this go out of my hands, right? I, I've done it all, you know, and I'm still providing service, still doing everything at the same time. Um, but I wanted something vibrant. I had to go into what you guys were talking about. Like, what is the feeling? What do you want people to feel when they see it? <clears throat> and then you also want to say, well, what does it represent? <clears throat> Excuse me. Not sure. I'm going to take a drink of water in a minute, but I'm going to get my thought out and then I'm going to turn it back to Juliandra. Um, and, and I seen the evolution um, within a year and a half from what type of logo I put together, which was a hot mess um, and what I have today. But it's because I did uh, hand it off and took that um, that control away so that someone else could be inspired by bringing my vision to life. So now I have the globe. 
Um, I'm going to actually just show you from here because I have these things and oh, they, um, so it has the globe and it has bomb mm -hmm. global on it. And I really want it to represent something vibrant. Um, I, I was thinking about going with blue, blue is my favorite color, but I don't think it was good for my brand. And sometimes we do that too. Let's choose our favorite colors and it mm -hmm. still doesn't resonate with what we're trying uh, to put out there. So thank you guys for picking up those things mm -hmm. and, and, and acknowledging that we messed up along the way, right? Or we weren't happy with what we initially had, but there's always room for growth. So what would you suggest on that? Oh, you're raising your hand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have a green screen. So, uh, you know, my hand slightly disappears. Um, no, but, but I'm raising my hand because I'm, I'm right there with you. TJ says that's beautiful. So it is. It's a beautiful logo. But that's actually maybe where I, I love how like this Q&A roundtable kind of naturally goes where it's supposed to go because um, just like, you know, I, I said at the beginning, if you think of your brand holistically as a person, well, people change. Your brand can change. And I always, always, always say progress over perfection. That's one of my catchphrases is progress over perfection. You, you can't, you don't know who you're going to reach and influence if you don't get started. You don't have to have a perfect logo or website or video or media or photos. Lord knows I want to hire Abby to work with me on my photos because, you know, that's, that's what I want, but mm -hmm. I'm just, Abby, I can't afford you. <laughs> I have a friends and family discount. Just there saying. we go. There we go. <laughs> but to, Pennsylvania. <laughs> exactly. We'll hang out again. I'll take you out. Just not like the last time. <laughs> yes, <thank you. laughs> we have fun. We have fun. Um, but uh, TJ says a lot of companies rebrand and evolve. Exactly. And so that's uh, the rebrand phase. I'm, I, I'm, I know I'm reaching that point with my own, my own stuff because you reach a point where maybe your audience changes, maybe your messaging changes, maybe how, maybe it's, it's the medium. So we talk about media and it's the medium. I was focused a lot on social media and that's not my platform anymore where I'm reaching as many people. So I'm stepping back from social media and my medium's changing. So mm -hmm. whatever it is in your process of um, building your brand and where you're at, those things shift and iterate. And again, it's like, if you think about your brand as a person, what you're what you, what you need as a as a toddler isn't what you need as a teenager it's not what you need as an adult and so the emphasis that you put in your infancy stage of your business is going to be different than you know its legacy stage so um, there's the whole you know process of building a brand that looks very different at different stages and there's nothing wrong with iterating and changing because that's i that's as much of the process as anything are there any questions ivy do you have any questions or i think someone's sound is kind of yeah there's like a sound in the background um actually this is really good because of course consciously we know that you know progress over perfection 
just put it out there. Um, but when you're when you're building and when you're a small business, I guess we I'll just speak for myself, overanalyze the image that you want to put out there that's going to be a direct reflection of who you are, what you're about. But I, I really like when you said, think of your brand as a person separate from you, can be you, but separate from you. That was really, really helpful. Um, and actually, TJ, who's on here, we had a discussion. So I was talking about logo and just, you know, how you just brainstorm. And she had mentioned something that I really like where, you know, like the David in, in uh, is it in, it's not in Venice, darn it. Florence? I I think it's in Florence. I'm not sure. I don't remember. (laughs) I've seen it, but. (laughs) I was there a million years ago. uh, The David. So having like a woman, a woman like with a chisel of sorts, because you don't Mm -hmm. want it to look manly, just kind of chiseling away. And I really like that because for me personally, I, I, and this just was recent, um, I thought of the lotus flower because I'm all about health and wellness, but it doesn't really like do it for me. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. understand, you know, coming from the muck and, you know, it's this beautiful flower kind of thing. Okay. But it's, it's still not it. Mm-hmm. And I guess we play around with it, but for me, I play around with it on the backside before putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, although I've played around with it a little bit, but I, I think when you said, uh, Juliandra, to think of it as a separate person. I really like that to to signify and to show women mm-hmm. that it's it's a chiseling away at who you are to become the woman that you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. and then just be this you know strong, you know vibrant person. And I really like that. And red as of late is coming to me. Mm-hmm. mainly because mm-hmm. I read something recently because of what's going on in the world. Um, that red is, is that it's a color that I, I guess it's like people need something different right now. Mm-hmm. So it kind of catches the eye. And mm-hmm. I thought maybe it's perfect timing. Cause I was thinking originally for me, like yellows and oranges because it's happy and sunny. Mm-hmm. Cause that's me. But no, it's, it's, you know what I mean? So even mentally, I changed my mind a lot, but it's one of those things I just need to put it out there. So that was really, really helpful. I think that's a really cool and interesting sort of thought process that you went through there. Because I think when people think health and wellness, they tend to do think of like those softer, happier colors. Not that red isn't happy, but it's like very like passionate. It's very, it's like a strong color. And I think a lot of times people will just go into what they see as like an industry standard, like, oh, I'm health and wellness. I'm going to do a calm blue. And then everyone's done a calm blue. Um, So I think it's very interesting when you have to, when you've made informed decisions, that you've looked at the industry, you look at what is, um, like when people look at the industry, what comes to mind. And when you make the actual decision to then do something different, and then suddenly you're standing out. And if you've done, made that decision informed, you're standing up for the right reasons, not because you're suddenly doing something weird that doesn't fit. Um, so I think there's a good t- sort of like line that you have to toe between I am doing something that makes sense for my audience. They're going to understand what I am, but I'm doing it different enough from other people in my industry that I'm standing out from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, research, research, research. And you can research other brands and you can research what's trending, you can research. Um, what One big thing is p- 
people will come up with names for their brand, their business, whatever it is that they're starting without having doing any research only to find out, oh, that's taken already and I need to rebrand or take that down or thank goodness it didn't grow more than it, it does. I'm big into trademarking. If you can trademark what you're doing so that it doesn't get stolen and used a different way and you have to rebrand and you're forced to at that point. Um, so there is, when I talk about strategy, there is strategy to every single little step to make it the most successful that it can be from the beginning, um, you know, without making some gregarious mistake that like, oh, I just built, my, you know, this great big business thriving, you, you know, around the world or, and then da, 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 you have to mm -hmm. take it all down, you know? So that hasn't happened um, to anybody in my vortex, but I've, I know enough stories um, and I actually, oh, I don't have a copy of my book with me right now, but I wrote a book um, and in it, I actually um, bring that up in the preface as uh, a number of brands that get started and then they, they get into big lawsuits because of um, just licensing and little things that could have been preventable prevented from the beginning. Maybe oh, we can superimpose, oh, sorry. I was going to say, maybe we can superimpose the book over your face. When yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely tell us what the title of the book is, but how do you um, overcome that? Like, what's the time frame or what are the tips to give someone when they're just getting started or even if they haven't established anything, they're probably doing business and um, servicing and they probably have a name, but what are some tips that you would give them? Like, what are the actual steps as far as, you know, checking out if the website, mm -hmm. if the name, uh, what are those, th what do those things look like? Um, looks like Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and I say that facetiously a little bit, to do a quick Google search for uh, a URL to see if it's taken or not, that's easy. If you go to bio domain and then it's like not available, okay, that's, that's an obvious giveaway. But then also there's government sites to see if something's trademarked or not. And I actually um, ha share a link to clients that I work with and work with them on that to, to see, you know, is this trademarked? Where is it trademarked? Before saying, okay, like, let's move forward with this brand. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, like, like, I would say do it at the beginning because you don't want somebody coming after you. If you, if you go to use a name and it's taken. You can also play it safe like me and just make it your own name. It was a dumb bet because everyone, every photographer and their mom just names their company, like first name, last name photography. Um, yeah. So I looked around after that and I was like, wow, I was um, real inventive there. <laughs> um, so my next round for my, my rebrand is not going to be that. Um, it's going to be a fully different name. And I got lazy again um, by making it not a real word. So like, it's not taken. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's it awesome. Be a lazy strategy. <laughs> I love it. And, and there's all kinds of sites out there that can help with creative naming processes. And um, yeah, it's fun. 
Naming's fun. I mean, think of like how much time some parents put into naming their kid. You know, it's sure. it's a big deal, and you want it to be unique and stand out or whatever. Um, but it's, it, <laughs> or or there's Abby. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> it, it's it is. It's it's if you think of your your brand as your baby, it's. You, you know, there's some there's some stuff you want to put into the beginning process before launching it into the world, you know. Sure. I have a question. Um, how do you guys stay current with industry changes and trends? Like, is there like in your line of work, how do you go about that for you? Either way. Abby, do you want to talk about the media side of it with photography? Um, I can talk about whatever comes out of my mouth as I ramble. Um, no plan. <laughs> um, so first of all, for me, it's like there are a lot of resources I use just like online, like Medium, like Adweek, um, just like different things that I like to do to like try to keep up. But I think for me, a big one is just like getting out there and doing things. So, you know, having a very strong network, like, pro tip, like networking, best way to like get your business up and running. Um, but yeah, so having a strong network of, for me, like other photographers, small businesses in the area, like I work with like the Chamber of Commerce, um, BNIs, uh, just like all the ways that you can get to know other people who are actively in the field, like conferences. I want to go to a conference so bad. Um, it's just a great way to see what other people are doing and also see where people are going and what their thoughts are. And like, it's when these like everyone's minds sort of come together that new trends sort of evolve anyways and you can sort of see where people are going um so yeah i think that just being as connected as you can to real people not just online because it's easy to like go and find out like top 10 trends for 2024 um and that's another person who wrote that just found that from another article that was top 12 trends from 2024 as someone who's done that um <laughs> don't always listen to them. It's just someone fulfilling an article, but mm -hmm. being able to talk to people, that's like the best thing you could be doing. I know of a, that's really good, Abby. And just to like bounce off of that, I know um, two people that I am just always so impressed by with how they can, one's a designer and illustrator, um, and then one is a videographer. And um, another videographer friend that he has his own company and we also work together on occasion uh we talk pretty frequently about someone else mutually that we know that just seems to always be in the loop with what's trending and they just create really trendy things with video the designer that i know just always seems to be so on point with what's trending but they still somehow make it unique as they do it and to me the it, it's it's very impressive um i wouldn't work with abby or stay connected with abby if i didn't think you know she's good at what she does she's excellent when it comes especially i think to brand photography you know there's portraits there's senior photos there's weddings you can find people that do that but how do you make a, a small business stand out as a small business like you know, and I feel like Abby just has a way of doing that that's super creative. Um, so 
all that to say, I mean, I, I really agree with Abby. It's, it's following, like following those people that are doing it actively and, and, and it doesn't, but, but also I would highly, highly, highly caution to not just do what's trending because that it, just because it's trending doesn't mean that it's for you. It's what mm -hmm. your brand is about. You know, if yeah. you are, yeah, uh, what's it, what's a good example? Um, maybe, maybe you are a, a spa that is very relaxing and you have those green and blue tones. That doesn't mean you can't have a successful, thriving, beautiful spa that, you know, just because it's not edgy or doing what's trending per se. Um, so it, it, it mm, you there's know, definitely it's finding depends. the line. I yes. think seeing yeah. what there's like what is you, what is modern, and then what is evergreen. Yeah. So like, because again, it, I like that. Yeah, because as someone who's stalked way too many photographers, um, there's a point where you realize a lot of them have the same website. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Again, I am one of them, but <laughs> working on not being one of them um, is because like there's a point where you almost research too much. And then you end up falling into like what is like industry standard. And then, so there's, you also need to like step out of it a little bit and like do experiment for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, again, how you figure things out is because like when you first start photography, graphic design, writing, whatever, you look at the experts in the field and you start mimicking them. And that's what I mean by like really being in the trenches and doing it yourself is like, that's when you really grow is like, you start off with what you've seen and then you start adding your own twist to it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's really important and a great way to stand out and like maybe even create the trend. Mm -hmm. That is actually very, very good because mm -hmm. that's when you said that if you just try to do it your own and you don't do that much research, um, goes to a perfect example of when I joined a healthcare company that I had no healthcare background, so I had nothing to compare it to. And then obviously other people that were hired at the same time, they had healthcare um, background. They just came from another company. So when we were in training, it was like they had so many questions and they also was, well, I don't like it this way. I liked it the way I did it there. And, mm -hmm. you know, they had that, that combating, um, uh, um, what's that word? Kind of like fixed. They were versus fixed. me yeah. that I was just soaking everything up. And I didn't think, you know, in this space for a long time, I didn't think that I was going to create graphics, do marketing, build websites and things like that. I just wanted to start my notary business. Right. But I had to do it on myself because I was just getting started. I left mm -hmm. my 14 year career, but then I found a love for it. And I just love seeing people's visions come to life. So, but I've never followed anyone that does graphic design. Like I don't follow anyone in that artist space. Um, maybe I should, maybe I can get some more ideas. Um, but I, I've been enjoying the process and, and it's so good when we don't listen to the noise and we really feel what's inside and what we want. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're always gonna need expert help, opinions, attention uh, to what we're doing. But always just believe that you can produce something beautiful and special. Even if you're telling someone, 
the vision you want to put together or you're creating it yourself. So I, I love that you said uh, that, Abby, about not researching too much because you can run down a quick rabbit hole mm -hmm. with that. But I also have a question from the chat. Um, what do you think about ChatGPT to help you brand? What are your, I, mean, I want both of your opinions um, on that. <laughs> As someone who also works as a copywriter for my um, like side passion hobby, um, ChatGBT and I have a love-hate relationship. Um, <laughs> I do think I have used it. I have. Um, I think it's a great way to sort of start at step one when you're starting to do research and sort of generate ideas, right? So maybe you are stuck. You want to like get a couple of like, you know, just like ideas in your brain. And then you start seeing what chat GBT is popping out and you're like, okay, that's wrong, but I see a way to make that better. Mm -hmm. um, it also can be used like if you have some really boring text that no one's going to read anyways. Um, <laughs> but in terms of like the stuff that like is really, you're trying to make like personality packed, very on brand. Um, the tone is very important. Um, that I still believe is fully um, human <laughs> is important. So Jules, your turn. <laughs> awesome. Just to piggyback off of that, I I agree. Um, I also I use ChatGPT frequently, but um, there is nothing that ChatGPT has spit out that I haven't iterated and changed because it's not. It's it's sort of like how I I literally use ChatGPT as if I'm talking to a friend at times, like give me an idea for this, or I can't like, you know, um, you know, as if somebody, an assistant was sitting right here and I need, I need, you know, just something quick. I need some help because it's right there, but it's not there. And so if I had an assistant who was sitting here and we were working collaboratively, great, but, but I don't, that's not the end, you know, that's the mm -hmm. beginning. That's, that's the beginning step. It's not the end. And so, um, I think, chat GPT has its place. It's great. What an awesome tool. Um, if you're not using it, use it, but mm -hmm. don't let it run your life and don't let it tell you what to do because, um, it's not when going back to the beginning discussion here. And I kind of actually wanted to go back to Ivy, something that you asked at the very beginning, but going back to the very beginning discussion, what is a brand? Well, it's your pillars, it's your mission, it's your vision, it's the values, it's um, the messaging, it's who you're trying to reach and how you reach them. So to use AI as if it knows all of those things and can, ha and can see the vision that you have for what your brand is and where it's going, then you're gonna you're gonna lose it before you even begin. Um, but I wanted to ask: does that does that answer the question, Nikki? Before I yeah, ask a question, yeah, I just wanted your opinion. I have a love relationship, but just like you said, it's not the end all be all. It's the starting point. Mm -hmm. yeah. It definitely saves time, um, and it's all how you prompt it. It can mm -hmm. definitely who you are tone brand I mean it has done for me it has done for my clients and but we're still working at it right mm -hmm. we, we get a response and we have a choice at that point okay do I move forward with this it has started up some great stuff 
And mm-hmm. sometimes I have to kind of slap it back, delete it. I didn't like what you said. And, but yeah, you definitely answered it. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, but I, you said at the beginning something about uh, your unique value proposition. And I wanted to circle back around to that um, because I think that is so much of, like I said, okay, you got your 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 pillars, your mission, your vision, your values, all those things, but your unique value proposition. This is actually something that I start with when when I work with somebody new. And it's something that if if you wanted to, we could go offline and talk about specifically because I have a whole work worksheet, work a couple of worksheets <laughs> to 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 get that and to bring it to life for you specifically. But um it's about you, it's about your audience, and it's about what you're offering. So what do you do in a unique way and who is it for? So it's sort of like a triangle of, of yourself and your uniqueness, Ivy, um, your audience and their uniqueness and what it is that you're offering them in that uniqueness, you know? And so to drill down to that, that is how you then come up with your unique value proposition. And ChatGPT is just not going to spit that out to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's good. It's just it, this is such a, an important topic when mm-hmm. you're starting out, especially when you're starting out. I had a question because um, Abigail, you had mentioned like you're going through like transition, mm-hmm. kind of rebranding. Is that something that is not not the norm? But is it okay to do that? Like you know, every so often to re- rebrand, or should you just kind of like stick to one thing? I mean, I think yeah, no, definitely it is the norm because as Jules was saying earlier, you know, what is good for you now is not going to be good for you five years from now. People grow, brands grow. Um, and if you have made a decision or you think that you're not reaching the right audience or there's a different audience you think you need to be reaching, um, then having a rebrand to build the identity that connects more with who you're trying to reach or who you'd like to reach is so, so important because otherwise your messaging is not going to match at all with your visual identity. There's going to be a disconnect. And that's what I was feeling. And that's why I decided to rebrand because I had the brand of a wedding photographer. Um, <laughs> that's what I, I did. It was like, um, I had a personal brand. I just Abigail Lee photography, but I'm starting to try to work with bigger and bigger businesses. Um, like I work with beauty brands, like with um, like, I'm doing a lot of like huge, like team headshots for companies, um, corporate retreats. Um, so I want my brand to reflect that, that I am not just a solo person, like, team anymore. I have associate photographers that I work with that I train that like help me at bigger events can assist during shoots or even can take over a shoot if I'm at another shoot. Um, So I'm trying, I'm trying to reach bigger brands and to show that like, we can handle their bigger brand, you know, issues and needs. And And producers. She also has a producer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm using that one. It sounds great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just like reflecting that new direction, because before I was again, I the brand I had was when was built by someone who just like thought 
wedding photographer. I was still doing some weddings while, and like some couples while doing some personal branding. I love still personal branding and working with small businesses, but I still want to be able to reach this different audience because they've been so valuable to me. And it's honestly so much fun. Like beauty brands, like that sort of studio photography, amazing, love it. Um, and I want to keep doing it and attract more of them. And by that, and to do that, my brand needs to speak to them. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I did have a question for Ivy. Hi. <laughs> um, I was wondering, because um, I feel like we're getting late in the game here, but like, were there any questions that you wanted answered, like coming into this? Like if we haven't answered them already, like just like the, yeah, you had a list and you're like, man, they haven't talked about this. No, no. Um, everything that I had on my my sheet as far as questions were concerned were were answered. Um, I guess I could touch upon one thing that maybe wasn't touched upon deeper, I guess, is um, with regard to consistent brand messaging. Like what strategies do you use or do you see when it comes to the consistency of brand messaging? God, that's huge. Okay. <laughs> That's question. <laughs> that is huge. And it's something that I think so many people forget because, um, again, a lot of people think about the colors and the logos and things. So they forget about the messaging. But what I would say to that first is that um, the messaging is visual as much as it's the copy itself. So uh, when you think about messaging, you want to think about the visuals that you're using, uh, that everything is in alignment. Because if you're saying, like, come to my, um, like, relaxing day in the park exercise yoga stretch sesh, but your visuals are kickboxing, you know, like it just, that doesn't, that's not right. an alignment. That doesn't, that's not going to make sense. People aren't going to be able to process. Okay. Well, what is this? <laughs> and they're going to like, who has time? Who has time to think about it? Nobody, nobody's going to take the time. I have bypassed all kinds of events and gigs and things that were free to tune into because I couldn't even see what time it was. It wasn't obvious. It wasn't in the copy. And then on the flyer, it was like, not obvious like what it was and where it was you know and so um when when you're thinking about messaging at, at at the end of the day it's staying on brand but it's for somebody and if you think about the audience who is it for and how can you make it really 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 easy for them to get mm -hmm. so user-centered design that comes into play then um making it user-friendly uh, for however, you know, some people use QR codes because that's really easy. But if you're, but if your audience is um, Mimas who are going to a knitting class, QR code's not going to work. Right. So the messaging then it just has to. You have to think about your audience um, and just make sure that it's like really in alignment with with what you're trying to do and say. And yeah. That's that's where I would come at it. I don't know if Abby would have anything to add mm -hmm. from the no, photography I side. Fully, fully agree. And this isn't photography specific. This is just myself specific. Um, something I wanted to add is that when it comes to your core messaging, I think a lot of people seem to think that they're repetitive and they want to switch it up a lot or like, oh, well, I already said this last week. Um, so I can't say it again. 
Um, but not everyone saw it last week and the people who saw it don't remember. Right. <laughs> so it's like the point of like, you have to say something over and over and over again. And even if you're tired of it, your audience isn't tired of it and you want them to know that message is coming from you. So you do have to keep saying it. So I think part of this mixed messaging that a lot of people end up doing is because they're tired of their own messaging or they think they've said it too many times and it's never too many times when it comes to marketing. Mm -hmm. I love that. I thought people, when I was doing my uh, event for Empower to Inspire, I went 30 days with putting the countdown from 30 all the way to day one to day zero. And I was thinking to myself each day when I was trying to get my copies together, sometimes I'll do it really, really early in the morning. And if I will forget, I said, no, I have to put every day in there. And I was thinking like, oh, people are going to just get tired of seeing this countdown. But I didn't care because I needed to get the message out. Like we mm -hmm. are launching uh, this business. So thank you for that question, um, mm -hmm. Ivy, because that's powerful. Um, mm -hmm. And thank you for your answer too, Abigail. Like you can't, um, you can't say as much of what you do, and especially if you want um, people to see, feel, and hear what your messaging is. And I love the fact that some people don't see it, you know, <laughs> again, because it all depends what day, if the algorithm wants to be your friend today and mm -hmm. shoot it to more people, yeah. or if it doesn't. Um, so great, great, great stuff. We are at the seven o'clock hour. We're gonna go for about uh, five more minutes. So. Actually, we have about seven minutes. Um, so is there any questions our experts have for Ivy? Ivy, do you have any questions? Hmm. I have a question actually for, for Nikki, because you're our lovely host. And so again, <laughs> thank you for um, you know just working with me and um, being inspired to do this with me. But what do you love most about what you do with Bomb Global and reaching your audience and inspiring others to start their own things, to start their own businesses and their own brands, if you will? Wow, great question. Thank you, because I think about it every day, every waking moment. My girls know we talk about it all the time. Um, and that's really, um, again, just not getting the advantage um, or the leg up when it was in corporate America and knowing that I had so much to give and not given the opportunity to really let that shine that I had to create it myself, right? I had to go out on leap of faith um, with no real plan except a commission, a notary commission to kind of walk out the door and say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to make it on my own. You know, there's no insurance. There's no security. There's no time off bank or anything like that. Um, and being able to do it and, you know, being three years, uh, October made three years since I left that corporate job to be able to be in the rooms, to uh, put, posture myself very intentionally with, you know, communities that are serving what I need to personally develop, right? Because that's what we're all out here growing um, and sharing. So even with my branding, it's exactly what I do. Um, I wasn't given the eyes or, or the platforms that I needed in order for me to feel, feel fulfilled and live in, in my purpose on purpose that I said, you know what, I'm going to create it. I'm going to create the platforms, especially for women, um, because we have more to do here. Like we are just fabulous. We're awesome. We, we can get things done. And 
why can we not get it done together? There's no reason for us to compete. There's no reason for us to overshadow one another. Like we can drive uh, this mission all around the world, just changing one mindset at a time to really showcase that uh, we need to bond together. And that's that's really what my brand is, is how do I give you uh, the platform? How can I share my expertise in a way where we can all grow. So thank you so much for that question. Um, I, I preach about it all day, every day. And I just love what I do. I'm lo I love the space that I'm in with the women that I'm in uh, with um, on this journey. And we, we're just hitting the surface. We're just like scratching it. it it's like a chisel, right? I love when Ivy said that um, earlier today. We're, we're just chipping away and we're, we're not stopping until we... Um, I'm just not stopping until my last breath. There you go. <laughs> so I hope I answered your question. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for answering it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just love this. And um, again, when just going back to um, our conversation and our encounter, you know, obviously our busy schedules kind of this probably would have been sooner. But um, we're like, how can we really get together. And I love this round table stuff. And you know what, you just planted a seed for me. So I can't take credit for this. I have to give it up to Juliandra. But now I want to do this often. I want to bring people, um, communities from different uh, industries. You know, I have ladies that are accountants that are that have nonprofits. I Ivy that has, you know, her health journey, her triathlon. But it's so much more than just what we do it's also our experiences and how we can share so there's going to be a lot of round tables i'm not sure what day i i like the friday six o'clock but i'm always traveling on those weekends that's where usually the events are but i'm going to make this a thing um i'm going to have to i don't know make it a probably just switch the name but thank you i just want to thank you for being obedient to you i know um, we talked about the community and you're like well how can i serve i want to make sure that I'm adding value. And this is what happens when you connect with someone and you just create, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we don't know where this is gonna go. This is probably gonna be amazing. We have uh, people watching, it's gonna be shared. It's stuck on uh, the cloud forever, right? So hopefully it hits someone and, um, and, and they are intentional about their branding and their message and how they wanna put it out there to the world and uh, be able to impact lives because that's what we're here to do. Every business is impacting someone else in one way, shape or form. And if our brand could take that to the next level, why not? Mm. Love sure. it. I love it. Wow. Um, so any cool. last words for anyone? I'm going to just go around the room. Uh, Abigail, just tell me, uh, this is the first time we met, so I hope this yes. is not the last, um, cause I love your humor yeah. and you're just so, <laughs> real. it's, it, it's, it's been amazing chatting with you and hearing your perspective on this. Um, so how was, how was your experience tonight? Oh my God. It was amazing. I was terrified at first. Like my heart was beating so fast. I was like, dear God, who wants me to speak publicly? <laughs> Those idiots. Um, <laughs> but no, it was so, so fun. It was like, I think it's also great that I can't see anyone else watching. So it feels like I'm just talking to you guys. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's great to actually sort of like geek out with like other marketing people and like other business owners. Cause this is obviously what I love or else I wouldn't be doing it. Cause it's really hard. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but thank you so, so much for having me. Um, I know we met exactly an hour ago, um, but you have a great personality. I agree you're not a like black and gray person. Um, so <laughs> happy we didn't end up there for your brand. Um, and I just met you. You had amazing questions and I know you're going to do so, so great. So thank you. Thank you so much for just having me. Thank you so much. And it's Ivy's birthday today. So we're going to tell her a happy birthday. Happy one birthday, more time. Ivy. Her on, so like 1159. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time. I know that uh, when I offered, I said I need two ladies uh, to volunteer. We're doing a collaborative Q&A roundtable. Oh, Who's up? Ivy was like, I'm ready. And she didn't care. It was her birthday. She's like, I'll be there. Um, so I just want to say thank you, love. How have you enjoyed this experience? And I know there's still more questions because we can be here all night and trying to figure it out. But how was your experience tonight with these ladies? This this was fantastic, and it just kind of reminded me of like a podcast, but but different. Like you know how you watch you know your favorite person on TV and you watch them interview someone. It's very relaxed, and it's just a conversation that just goes back and forth and that's what this felt like. And, and like Abigail said, it, it, it is easier when you don't see a lot of eyes on yeah. you. And <laughs> you don't know. But we have to remember, but there are eyes watching. Um, no, it was fantastic. And I think with regard to the subject at hand, that we, we, we like pay attention to our heart, but we also have to do the research. And then we also have to realize that we have to put something out, out there and I, I'm saying this as I'm saying it to myself, because um, in in this global world and things are changing so quickly, by the time we realize, ah, I got it, someone else already has it. So mm -hmm. we need we need to do it. And it's OK to rebrand. And that your your brand is is a separate person. I really like that. And that your messaging really is about your mission, your vision and your values. That's super important because that speaks to who you are at the core, which will attract the people that you want. So, no, this was fantastic. It, it was an awesome reminder for me. And then there was a lot of things that were like, mm, okay, Ivy, let's go. <laughs> I love it. And thank you so much, love. And we've enjoyed your questions. Obviously, you know I love you to pieces. Um, so we're going to give it to Juliandra. Uh, again, this was your vision. Um, and I just, again, want to say thank you. How was your experience? Are we ready to do it again? Soon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this was fun, Nikki. And I, I just, um, I, I really do value just getting outside of my bubble and circle a little bit and, and going into somebody else's world with new people. Um, and I know I brought Ivy along with me, but Ivy, it was so good to meet you tonight. And we're going to have to talk a couple of things. First, triathlons, because I'm actually the Ironman volunteer director in Happy Valley. So Ironman 70.3 Pennsylvania, Happy Valley. It's a really long name. Um, but hopefully, if you're, if you're into it, come up here to Happy Valley this summer and participate um, or just hang out and we'll, we'll – I don't know. We'll talk branding for Happy your Happy Valley. Your where uh, in in Pennsylvania State College? So, oh. um, yeah, it's it's new as of last year. So this is year two race coming up in 2024, and I'm new to the team this year. So, okay. um, but you said triathlons, and I was big into triathlons for about five years. Um, but 
yeah, so now working for Ironman in uh, some capacity. Um, so, but besides that, I also wanted to offer you and then, um, you know, any anybody else who was going to be on, but uh, since you're on, I'll offer it to you. Uh, just, again, a one-on-one -on -one session to kind of take it a step further for yourself and go dig a little deeper and um, kind of unpack some of these things for your brand. So um, yeah, I'd love to do that. And yeah, yeah, I'll end it there. Yes. Yeah. By the way, ladies, let me just say that, Juliandra, this is Ivy, who I was talking to you about when mm -hmm. we were having the conversation and she was interested in Iron Man. And Ivy, this is Juliandra, who I said, someone who's <laughs> doing something with Iron Man. So there you go. There You're go. connected. Stay connected. <laughs> That's super awesome. Um, thank you guys so much. It has been an awesome time here. Thank you so much. To, uh, to Tony, to Anthony, to Marilyn, to everyone that jumped on uh, this evening to check us out. I didn't see um, any other comments, but I know Sandra was on um, and a lot of the other ladies from our group. So I can't wait to hear uh, their feedback. It has been absolutely awesome. Again, this is Building a Leadership Mindset podcast. And we were talking uh, brand and strategy and media and all that good stuff. So if you're just tuning in, you're gonna have to replay it, take some notes and connect with these ladies. Absolutely love it. Thank you again. Have a great day. And as I always say, make it count. Bye guys.